It's really good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. What a blessing to be able to open up God's Word and study together in this program. And we're so thankful that you're listening. We appreciate you. We pray for you. We really do on a diligent basis. We're thankful to have the opportunity to open up the Bible and try to help you understand what God's Word really says in a more full way in a way that can help you come closer to him and ultimately point you in the direction of being with him for all of eternity in heaven. We pray that as we study together and come to understand the scriptures more clearly, that your faith in God will grow and that as that happens, you'll come closer to him and that you'll ultimately be ready to make that decision to follow him his way. That is our prayer and we really do care about you. We really do pray for you regularly and on a diligent basis. It's always good for me to be able to study on this program with Dennis Stackhouse, Dwayne Kennedy. Good to be with you today, Dwayne. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be with you on the program. Uh, We have a blessing from God here at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ and on this program, Search the Scriptures, as we are able to do good, to please God, and to be an encouragement to one another while we are studying with you and hopefully encouraging you, causing you to think about how you might draw nearer to God. That is one of the goals that we have here on this program. Welcome to the study. We hope that you will return again and again. Dennis? Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly blessed to be both with both of you on the program today. A wonderful opportunity we do have, as you both mentioned, to get into God's Word and to share the truths that He's recorded for each of us. All of our listeners, we're glad you're with us today on Search the Scriptures. You know, sometimes uh, our listeners may have the idea that as they get into the Bible, they find it to be just a little bit cumbersome or burdensome in terms of what God expects from his people. Well, we, we can't do this and we can't do that. We need to do this other thing. The thing we need to understand is God knows far better than any one of us what is best for us in our lives. And that's the reason he's recorded the instructions that he has. It's the reason he's given us the commandments that he has. It's the reason he expects us to exercise obedience toward him in all things. If we do that, we will find ultimately God knew exactly what he was talking about. He knew exactly what he was doing by recording the things he did and having the expectations of us which are present. We hope we all come to that knowledge and then eventually can share an eternal home in heaven with God. You know, Dennis, the devil is our adversary, as Peter puts it in 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. Yes. And he warns us that we need to be on the lookout for him. That's right. Because he's on the lookout for us. Yes. He likens him to a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Mm. Now, we're the prey. That's right. If we allow ourselves to be. I believe that the devil has been skillful in oh, convincing people mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. what you said. That, you know, mm-hmm. the Bible, uh, it's, it's a negative thing. It's yes. full of all kinds of negative instructions. You can't do that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to understand, too, you know. Mm -hmm. Really not much need for you to try to read it because you're not going to understand it really anyway. Mm -hmm. All of that is is a bunch of baloney. That's right. 
the Bible is easy to understand. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And even when we think about those negative instructions, they're there for our protection, mm-hmm. for our spiritual growth and well-being. That's right. And if we take that mindset that it's all negative, we're missing a huge emphasis in God's Word, which is very positive and that speaks about the tremendous blessings that await His people. We really are. We just need to not fall prey to the uh, manipulations of the devil there. That's right. We are in, our, in the middle of a study about our mindset, and, and what we're really talking about is, is our heart. We're not talking about that, that organ, as we've emphasized, that pumps blood through our circulatory system. That's a physical thing. Mm-hmm. We're talking about our spiritual heart. We're talking about that, that inner being or inner sense of us, you know, that, that, that really determines who we are and what we are and how we live our lives. When we compare it to our physical heart, we've, we've tried to illustrate this kind of study and, and focus by comparing it to all of the inroads and the strides that we've made medically to help our physical heart health. And we know that there, there are certain ways that we can live, diet, exercise. Uh, sometimes when somebody has a heart problem, then they're supposed to avoid certain kinds of stress. We know those kinds of things. There are all kinds of medical procedures now that are available to us that were not available not too many years ago that can actually be effective in repairing or even restoring heart health. Mm -hmm. That's right. Doctors can go in and they they can you know do laser procedures. They can uh, actually work on the heart right within our body. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some cases, there have been heart transplants, mm-hmm. and even mechanical hearts have been uh, have been you know in, installed into the the bodies of individuals mm-hmm. when their physical heart gave out. Yes. Well, those things are encouraging. But what we're really talking about is our spiritual heart, our spiritual heart health. And sometimes we need spiritual heart surgery. Now, we've talked about the importance of a spiritually healthy heart because, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 through 35, out of an unhealthy heart come evil actions. That's right. When we think about how a person lives their life, Basically, I know there may be some few exceptions to this, and comparatively, I think we would say they are few. But most of the time, when we see an individual living his or her life, whatever kind of lifestyle they're living, and if it's evil, if it's wicked, if it's self-destructive, that lifestyle is a product of what they are inside, spiritually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's an indicator of spiritual heart trouble. Yes, it is. Now, an evil or spiritually diseased heart produces sinful and an unfaithful li- sinfulness and an unfaithful lifestyle. Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 21 through 23. Evil speech indicates a heart that is at least temporarily tainted with evil. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. So 
we need to recognize the signs that we might have spiritual heart trouble. And if that's the case, then we need to implement whatever is necessary for us to have the improvement, the health of our heart, spiritual heart restored. We need spiritual heart surgery. Yes. A pure heart, one opposite of all those evil things that we've mentioned briefly now and that we've studied in more detail in these previous few programs, a pure heart must be our goal. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Now, it is from the heart that one believes unto righteousness, Romans 10 and verse 10. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6. And Dwayne, how about reading verses 6 through 8? Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. So notice there in the middle of that, of that text, uh, doing the will of God from the heart. Yes. Now in this particular text, he's talking about how we, how we carry ourselves as servants. And probably what he's really focusing on here is the basic idea of slavery. He, he says bond servants here. We would liken that to slavery in our culture today. But he, Paul even says, even if you're in that particular scenario in your life, he says, do what you're supposed to be doing. Do it. Don't be all caught up in the fact that you're a bond servant, but, and, and don't just go through the motions, uh, giving eye service, just trying to, to do things that on the surface would please the people around you, but do the will of, of God. Live as though you're living as bond servants of Christ, if we can refocus in that way, with goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. If we'll live our lives in whatever state we might find ourselves, as though I'm living my life for the Lord. I'm serving him. Now, I may have to serve this fellow over here or this woman over there as well, but they're secondary. What I'm really doing is serving the Lord right. and however I'm living my life. And you know, Paul gives a really good motivation for doing that in verse 8 of the text as well, Gary. Yes. He said, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord whether he is a slave or free. So Paul is saying it doesn't matter whether you're a slave or whether you're free. He said as long as you're primarily focused on doing good as if you're doing it for the Lord, you're going to receive the same from him. Yes. You know, a lot of people find themselves in situations in life that are uh, unpleasant. Oh, yes. And in some cases, that might be putting it mildly. Mm -hmm. And they can, they, we tend to get all caught up in how unhappy we are with the situation in which we find ourselves. And it can be a result of all kinds of different things. But if we get all caught up with negative feelings about that, it can just ruin our happiness mm -hmm. and our well-being in life, spiritually included. Mm -hmm. But if we can keep focused and say, well, okay, 
Maybe I'm in this situation. Maybe I've got a health problem right now. Maybe I've, you know, fell and broke my leg. Maybe I've just been laid off at my job. Maybe somebody's talking badly about me in, in you know, among my family or at work or in the, or, or, or in the neighborhood. And it's, it's, it's all lies. Whatever the case might be, if we can stay focused on the fact that, you know, this life is temporary anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking toward heaven. Yes. And we, whatever men may do to me, I'm walking with God. We remain servants of the Lord with Jesus as our example. Uh, think of the tragedy that he experienced for our sins and the things that happened to him. He, he remained focused, as you mentioned, Gary. He didn't have any of that coming, did he? No. He carried out the Father's will regardless of what men did to him. He was focused. And he was victorious yes. over death. And Paul has told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57 that if we live as faithful Christians, that God gives us the victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's right. Yes, and I think it's in Romans 8 verse 37. He even speaks about the fact that through Christ we can be more than conquerors. That's right. And uh, let's see, is it John who, who says, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, it goes along with, with what you just said in, in Romans. You know, we need to stay focused again. Mm-hmm. If we live our life with the right primary focus, we're going to be okay because we're walking with God, faithfully so. Now let's turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 5. And how about reading that for us, Dennis? Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. So direct our hearts, mm-hmm. again, keeping that focus into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. Jesus himself said that by patience you possess your souls. Yes, he did. Now that's a patient, perseverant faith. And that requires focus again. Yes. We need to know who we are and what we're about. If we, if we associate our identity mainly with this world, well, then the devil will win. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if we keep focused and realize, hey, this isn't the end of it. Mm-hmm. This is not really what it's all about. I'm headed to eternity mm-hmm. in heaven with God. Yes. I'll win because of his blessings upon me. Yes. Reminds me of what Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, verse 8. And in writing that particular letter, it seems Paul believes he's about to die physically, probably going to be executed. And uh, in that particular passage, he speaks about the crown of righteousness that has been laid up for him. The crown of righteousness will be given to him by the righteous judge. You know, what a, a wonderful, magnificent thing for him to look forward to. And the great thing about it for all of our listeners is that he said, this isn't just for me. It's for everyone who loves the appearing of our Lord. Every one of us can look forward to that kind of eternal victory, that crown of righteousness which awaits those who live faithfully. Now, that's the condition, isn't it? It is. Those who live faithfully. It's conditional. 
Okay, a lot of people want the blessing without meeting the condition. No, you have to meet the condition. Yeah, live faithfully. But yeah, the promise is there. It is. What a great promise. Now let's turn to James chapter 4 and verse 8, Dwayne. And how about reading that for us? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Okay, so let's, let's get a two-pronged message from this particular verse. Number one, the sinner, the one who is living in sin, who is outside of Christ, whose life is not right with God, how can he purify his heart or have his heart purified and be forgiven of his sins? In other words, how can he get his life on track? Well, he has to clear his mind and his life of sinful conduct. Okay. He's got to cleanse his hands. He's got to draw near to God. Right. right. Cleanse his hands. Okay. As he comes to God through Jesus Christ and he's baptized into Christ, Acts chapter 22 and verse 16 tells us that our sins are washed away at that point. And so... He can be forgiven of his sins, but he's got to come to God for that to happen. And he's got to come to God through Christ. John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Mm -hmm. So we come to God through Christ in the way that the scriptures lay out for us. And he can be forgiven. He can have his heart purified. He, his life can completely turn around 180 degrees. Yes. Now, the second prong of the two-prong message. What about the Christian who is up against it right now? He's wondering what's going on. I, you know, I, I've, I've become a Christian and, and things are still going bad. Things are happening to me. I don't understand what's happening, why it's happening. What's the message for him? How can he be assured? The answer is the same, isn't it? Yes. Walk with God. Yes. And he needs to become single-minded in that he can't be focusing on the world and on heavenly things at the same time. The Apostle Paul teaches us in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2 to set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. And we have got to condition our minds so that we are thinking about the things of God and not the things of this world. So we can't be double-minded is what you're saying. Exactly. You know, another thing, Gary and Dwayne, from this uh, verse in James chapter 4, verse 8, is you know, what our lessons here are focused on, and that is if a sinner or a Christian is sinful and they're experiencing difficulties because of it, they need to purify their heart. Yeah, I, I was going to come and that's, back. Yeah. That, you know, again, plays in with this idea of spiritual heart surgery. Sure. Christians make mistakes sometimes, too. Certainly. And if you have gotten off track, now mm-hmm. before we were talking about the person who has never become a Christian, never gotten on track. But if you are a Christian and you have gotten off track, well, you need to come back to God. You need that spiritual heart surgery again. That's right. Your heart needs to be purified again. Mm-hmm. You need to come back to faithfulness, repent of those sins, and, and seek God's forgiveness through prayer. You know, and just like when we speak about the physical heart, we may experience symptoms. You know, we may have pain. We may have a crushing feeling in our chest. We may have palpitations, uh, many other things as well. Those spiritual symptoms are just as real. 
You know, and the Christian should be able to understand and to recognize those symptoms. Hey, I'm walking the wrong road here. I need to get back with it. I need to get my heart right. And that really is a, a valid thought and emotion and direction. I need to get my heart right with Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Now, let's close the program today by reading Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And in our next program, we're going to come back and look at this in more depth and detail. Dennis, how about reading that for us? For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I think we can see, and, and in our next program, we're going to come and look at this, as I said, in more depth. But I think in this particular text, Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21, we can see God's plan for spiritual heart surgery. And we'll pick out some of those valid points there and try to help us understand the proper applications to make so that if we need the adjustment in our spiritual hearts, if we need to correct some unhealthiness in our spiritual lives, that we can have that spiritual heart surgery and that our hearts can be made right with God. My friend, if you're listening today and you have, are struggling with a problem in your heart, we encourage you to not put it off, to not ignore it, to not try to repress those feelings of need to make some changes in your spiritual life. We encourage you to take action. Contact us, ask for that free Bible study. We'll pay the postage. We want to help you get your heart right with God. Don't put it off. Contact us right now.